0: Because I, I believe I'm not going to be before you long. I just got a couple of points to give you. But our theme scripture is coming from John, 1 John chapter number 4. Let's read it together. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Stop right there. How many of you know that you were born of God? Uh-huh. You were born in the flesh through your mother's womb. When you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior... You became born in the spirits which switched your DNA, which made us all relatives. Mm -hmm. So we are now all brothers and sisters. All right? In the body of Christ. God did that. And once DNA is in place, you can't switch it. Okay? So we are now God's children. Whatever is born of God, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Let's go. And this is the victory. That has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Shall I believe it? I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, it shall be done. See, if you believe it, then you know it. It shall be done. What shall be done? God's will in your life. So there's no no reason to fear, faint, or uh, or even get dizzy. Okay, because God's gonna work it out. All right, He's gonna work it out better than you could ever think it out. All right. So, so, I want to uh, just talk to you for a few m- moments. I'm going to read two scriptures, and then I'm going to talk to you, and we're going home. Is that okay? Two scriptures. Yeah, yeah, somebody looked at me like, yeah, well, Pastor. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know that look. We don't know what God's going to do. But, I, but I, I, listen, I believe the Lord not going to keep you here long. I, I, I believe he wants you to get these nuggets, and he wants you to hold them. Okay? not going to give you more than you can drink or chew. All right? We're just going to get some some biblical truths and we're going to get get out of here and go change the world. Okay? So, um, first I want Isaiah chapter 43 and I'm going to read 3 verses to you and then we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 8 and that's our text for today. But first I'm going to read <clears throat> Isaiah 43. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you. For there is none like you. And we know God. Only what you give us. Only what you give us. Will last. You gave us. A measure. Of faith. Changed us. Revolution now. All through your son Jesus. So we ask you Lord that you would help us for these moments. Help us to join our faith together because we do believe you. Join us together in such a way that you can take us from faith to faith, to glory, to glory. Let your word transform us today. will be changed and quickened bring us all the way in beyond the veil that we may experience you like never before help us because we need you and Lord help me to move out of your way That your spirit may elevate. Come. and Teach us and preach to us. And renew our faith. In Jesus' name. Let all the believers shout amen. Amen. The prophet Isaiah writes this. He says, but now. Thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob. And he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine, says the Lord. Verse number 10 You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant. Whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. That verse said. You've been chosen that you may know, believe, and understand. Know, believe, and understand. Know, believe, and understand. Verse number 11. I, even I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, and I have proclaimed. And there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and I am God. Everybody that believes, shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 8. There is no other beside him. Understand, believe, and know. Understand, believe, and know. And believe oh. Beginning at verse number 5 of the 8th chapter. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, and dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not, see- I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east, to west, and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing among teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Isn't that good. Verse number 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed. Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. I want to talk to you today about, I want to give you some instructions, have great faith. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talk about the little faith of a mustard seed, but today we're going to start off teaching on great faith. Amen. Amen. I want you to know that great faith will work for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, great faith will bypass your mind. Quit trying to think it out. I'm going to explain that in a minute because you can never figure nothing out once you enter into this realm called faith. As a matter of fact, God is trying to knock down your way of thinking so that he can have his way of operating faith through you. Amen. Say, I have great faith. I have great faith. Mm-hmm. Now give somebody a high five and say, watch me. Mm-hmm. And when I say watch you, is not watching you, but watching your faith in action. When you have great faith, your faith produce great action. If you have little faith, your faith will produce little action. And as a matter of fact, what you believe, your faith will cause the action to come forward. And we have to understand that faith is the vehicle that God has given us in this kingdom. And we walk around sometime and we get news and the news deflates us. But that is not true. News should not deflate you because you already have the victory no matter what news you get. What, are you, what am I saying? I'm saying that all news is good news when it comes from God. The thing is, where's is your news coming from? Um, uh, it, it is something that we allow certain news to deflate us. But when you get news that is not of God, um, it should not deflate you, but it should encourage you. Because any time you get word from God and news comes to you that does not agree with the news that's in your spirit, you ought to get excited. Because the spirit has all power and authority. And listen, every listen, and doesn't matter what some say; it matters what he says. So Isaiah says it this way, he says that no matter no matter what, God has chosen us and made us his. As a matter of fact, God has given us a plan and no one can thwart God's plan for us because God has redeemed us from darkness, brought us into light. And every bit of darkness that is still trying to work its way in us, the light will work the way out of the darkness will work. The the light will work out all the darkness that is in us in due time. God allows allows certain areas he has allowed certain areas for you to fight because these are called what what I would say trials as James um, helps us out with in the text James tells us in James chapter one that we experience trials but trials are working the perseverance to bring us into great faith without the trials you will not enter into great faith. There are two methods that God uses for faith to build us up. One of them is through experience and one of them is through the word of God. Just two. All right. So in this particular text, I love what is going on because there is a sick man that is at the house and the cert, the, the centurion who is. Um, a centurion soldier, which means that he is over a regiment of at least a hundred soldiers. They report to him and they are at his command. Because they are at his command, that means that he is in full authority over at least a hundred people. He breaks it down and says that they do whatever he says. Jesus is moved by this because he has great understanding. And then once you understand something, when you understand how God works, you will start being stop being defeated in any area of your life because you understand that God has already given you the victory and then he allowed it to come only to show himself in it and bring you through it so you have a reference point of being built up so you can glorify him because your faith now is built up that he can do it and not you. Ooh, hallelujah. The 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 text says the text says that the man, the, the man was lying at home and there was two problems. Um, a lot of time we look at the scripture and we see that there's a problem because the, the man was paralyzed. Well, that's dealing with his physical body. He was paralyzed. But now the second thing he says is that he was being tormented. Now, the the torment means that he was being tormented in his mind. Which means that, look, there were th- being things delivered into the mind space of the man and which was tormenting him. And sometimes we could allow things to enter into our mind and we give it access to torment us. Oh, goodness. The man, the man had issues that only God could fix. And sometimes we think that people can fix our tormented issues and we get tormented over things that are happening in our life. And then the, in- the enemy is, has taken up a space Uh, In which he has to go, but we haven't learned how to get him out yet because we think we think that it's okay that our past can take up space in our mind and hold us tormented because it's in our past And, and we give approval to the enemy as long as we believe that that source um, can stay there because it's our past. It is now a part of us. But here's the news. You do not belong to your past. You belong to him. In your past, you were in darkness. Now you are in light. Therefore, you belong to him and not to you. Oh, goodness. Then you understand that, well, well now you don't have to try to figure out a way to get those thoughts out of your mind. You can faith them right out of your mind. In other words, what am I saying? I'm saying you got to believe that God has all power to get everything out of you that does not belong in you. So, so, so this this man comes up to Jesus and he does not ask Jesus to fix the man. He simply tells Jesus that the man has a problem at my house. The Bible says he came, he came to Jesus knowing, knowing number one, he knew that he couldn't fix the man. See, one thing we all got to know, you can't fix nobody. As look, as smart as you are, as much as you know the Bible, you cannot fix nobody. Amen. You couldn't fix you. It took God to fix you. Yeah. Can you believe God to fix somebody else? And listen, God didn't fix you quick, fast and in a hurry. So can you wait on God to fix them like God waited on you? Oh, goodness. So then, so then, so then we have to understand that there is something that we have to do. And we do not fear. We don't we don't let fear come in because fear does not do anything except allow what's there to stay there. And so the enemy tells you to be afraid. And tells you that this is a part of you. And you don't even understand that you have the authority to get it out. This man understood authority. Let me let me help you with this man, because when you understand authority, then you can do what God has already said you could do. So so in this particular text, the man goes to God, he goes to Jesus because he knew somebody said he knew. He knew that Jesus could help him. My question is, whatever you're dealing with, do you know that Jesus can help you? No matter what it is, Jesus can help you. And so the man says, because of my authoritative position, I can tell the people what to do and they'll do it. He said, and I could tell them where to go and they'll go. But let me let me help you with Jesus, Matthew 28, 18, because we have to understand how much authority Jesus has. God speaks and talks about who he is, but God is not God without his son, Jesus, because they are a oneness, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. In verse 18, it says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me. He didn't say some authority. He says all authority has been given to him. Where? In heaven, and that's it. And on earth. Oh, wait a minute. It says on earth? So it says all authority has been given to Jesus on earth, which means that Jesus has all authority. Now, if Jesus now owns you, he has authority over you. The centurion tells Jesus, Jesus says, I'm going to come to your house. He says, no, don't come to my house because my house is not fit for you. It's not together yet. And that's how we were. We wasn't fit for him. But he came to our house anyway, because when he comes into the house, he brought authority with him. And because he has all authority, that means that nothing can live in this house unless he gives it authority. Now, if we give authority because he has given us power, if we let stuff come in the house, all we have to do is depend on Christ to get it out of the house. And if Jesus says it has to go, that means it has to go. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. That your body is a temple that belongs to God, and every demonic spirit that is troubling it has to go. If you believe it has to go, then it will leave. The reason why it is staying is because you have allowed it to stay by giving it authority to stay. I'm glad you said that because she said, talk about it. When you talk about Jesus, you are evicting the very thing that is trying to take up space in your mind. But when you talk about it, oh, You are giving it permission to remain. As long as you are talking about the problem that is tormenting you, you are giving it authority to stay there. But if you start talking about Jesus and how Jesus is evicting everything that doesn't have space in you. Go ahead and say, I understand now. That means we got to take our rightful place. This man didn't even ask God to help him. He said, there's somebody sick. And Jesus, he looked and he saw what the man had. And he responded to the man. Before the man acts, so he he says to the man, I'm coming to your house and I'm bringing healing with me. The man said, hold up. It don't take all that. I know who you are. You can stand right here and speak a word. Because you are the word, yes. and when the words speak, word takes action. And he said, "I know, because I get it. I get authority because I'm a man of authority. I'm going to ask you what happened to your authority that you are allowing? tormented spirits to take over your mind what happened to that authority you know that authority when you used to be ready to give somebody a piece of your mind why don't you give those spirits that are in your mind a piece of the mind of christ and tell those spirits get up out of here i do not allow you to be in my space my space belongs to jesus around, talking about, oh, this is hurting me. Oh, don't worry, I, I'm guilty of it too. But not no more. I got revelation. And when revelation hits the church, when you get revelation in you, it'll bypass your mind. And when you don't when you want to go into your mind, revelation will kick in and send you back into the faith. See, that's how good God is. God said, I have a system that will bypass you because you don't belong to you anymore. You belong to him. Amen. This man sits back and starts telling Jesus how authority works. Now, you know how much authority you have? Because Christ dwells in you. Put John fourteen twelve on the board. Say, say authority. authority. Now, if Christ dwells in you, that changes everything. So then why do you always put your feelings in it? When all you got to do is apply what the word says. Whose report will you believe? Will you believe your report? You will believe what the doctors say? Huh? You believe what people are saying? Or what the, like the Bible say? or you believe what some say? It says, look, check this out. It says, most assuredly, what does that mean? Most assuredly mean without, without any question. No doubt it's done. All right. We're there. I say to you, this Jesus, he who what? Stop right there. He who believes. Now, your belief system attaches to the faith. So what you believe, you will put in action. So if you believe that your mind is in control, your mind will wake up and start getting in it. But if you believe that Jesus is in control, he will always have access to everything going on in your life. He who believes what not in your mind, that's where the problems are. We think we know too much. The works, what that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, because I go to the father. Now, Jesus is saying that he's given us the authority to do greater works than he did. Because it's really not you doing it. It's you believing in the Christ that's dwelling in you. And releasing him into action through your faith. And when you believe that way, say great faith. Now, how many of you believe God, but sometimes you doubt? Every hand in here should have went up. Don't, don't raise it, just wink at me then. <laughs> Sometimes we doubt because of our mind space. Now now, now God says, I gotta get rid of doubt. So how do I how do I get rid of doubt? James 1 and 2. He said, How how do I get rid of doubt? Y'all ready for this? Y'all want doubt to leave? Okay, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Okay, wait a minute. First thing we're gonna have to do is understand that trials are coming. The Bible says various. That means they're gonna come from every different type of style, shape. Okay, the last ones you got, you made it through that one, but you're gonna get a different one. He looked different. You know that one you wasn't ready for. You had every barrier set for the last one. But this joker didn't come through the window. He came through the back door. The Bible says, count it all joy. Why why would you count the trial joy? The joy is not in the trial. The joy is in the result of the trial. What am I saying? God would not allow anything to get to you that he hasn't already given you victory for already. Oh, goodness. So he says, my brethren, count it all joy. Listen, and the reason why God, he's doing all of this is because we are still operating in lack when God has already given us everything. How do you know you're operating in lack? Because you keep asking God for stuff. And if he's given you everything, you already have every spiritual blessing and everything you need for godly living. That means you got it all. You're well equipped already because Christ is already dwelling in you and you ought to operate through what's already in you instead of trying to get something else. Work with what you got. Verse number three. Knowing that the testing of your faith Produces patience. Verse four. Is stuck, and your and your patience. What are you stuck? Perseverance. But let, let but let patience have its perfect work. In other words, wait on God. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let Patience, have its perfect work and let God be who he is because God is an on time God and he's not going on your time. He's going into the perfect time. And listen, he's working on you while he's doing what he does. That you may be perfect and complete. Lacking what? How many of you believe you lack nothing? See, if you believe you lack nothing, you'll stop going through trials. The problem is you don't believe it because you keep asking God for stuff. See, he's already equipped you with everything that you need. So let's look at the centurion. We can go home real quick, real quick. So the first thing he he deals with is authority, and we have to believe that we have it. All right. The next thing we're going to have to believe is God's word. So God says, he started all of this. And he who began a good work is faithful to complete it. I really didn't understand that scripture because I thought that because, Lord, I, I'm being used by you now. I'm doing all. Uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to dedicate my whole life to you. I thought that I would have no more troubles. And I thought I thought my kids. Oh, yeah. my Oh, uh, my kids are going to be nothing like me because. I'm a preacher now, so my kids, my kids gonna be just as good and nice. They are gonna make no mistakes. The Bible says children do foolish stuff, and I'm freaking out because I'm thinking they're supposed to be perfect. And so I put all listen, I put my faith in my figure. Now, if I figure I do this and I tell them to do that and I do this, it's going to mount and be perfect. It don't work that way. If I give them the word of God and put it in them, when they need the word of God, they'll have a reservoir already in them, already stored up. And they won't even have to ask God because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And all we got to do is keep sharing the word of God and keep living the word of God. Because if they don't read the word, at least they'll read your life and the life that you live, live by faith and they can follow your faith. So. We got to Believe. What God said, what did God say? God says that he is a healer. In Matthew 16, verse number 15, he says to the people, he says to his disciples, who do you say that I am? Only one disciple answer. Wait, no, go, on, go down to 15. We'll come back to that in a minute. He said, who? Is that 14, 15? John. Yeah. Matthew. Matthew 16. There it is. Okay, here we go. 15. 16, 15. That's 14. Okay, here we go. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? So I'm gonna ask you, who do you say he is? Who is he to you? Is he the God of all authority? Who is he? Who is he to you? Now he said, Who do they say who who do you say that I am? Next verse. Read it for me. So who is he? The son of the living God, the God over everything. He's the God over you. He's the God over your children. He's a God over your children's children. He already knows who your children go mate with the form they gr- your grandchildren. God knows everything. And we try to control everything without knowing that God has already got everything under control. And if we submit under his control instead of trying to be in control, then we could have everything in order. Amen. He says, <clears throat> who do you say that? Now, now, check this out. Before that, in verse number 13, he asks him, who do people say I am? Put 13 up there. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? So they said, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of or one of the prophets. See, that's the thing. Some say. You are allowing some to have too much say in your situation. What does Jesus say? Because the man understood authority, Jesus said, I've never seen faith like this nowhere. How many of you understand that Jesus has all authority? When you understand he has all authority, do you understand every king, every prince, every president, every prime minister? Do you understand that he has all authority over every leader in this country? God could blink his eye and have them change their mind right about now if he controlled Pharaoh surely he could control every other leader God is in control he has all authority he's bad, he is sovereign he, is, he just sits back and he could do anything at any given time but he allows stuff to happen to bypass what we try to figure out so we can learn how to fake that out, how many could believe God could make a change in the middle of the night, he could rearrange everything he, look, the leader could be leading us to war when you go to sleep but if you believe God you can wake up he could be leading us to peace if the church will start believing God instead of believing what man said then we could do what God told us we could do something say finally finally we're gonna go home but we need to understand that God has given us a measure of faith and then he says I'm going to build the measure so you can believe me even more has God ever done any miracle in your life so then if he's done one miracle can we believe him for the next miracle and start operating in belief in faith you know how what faith looks like faith great faith is when it looks all bad but you believe it to be all good to the point that you're ready to have a praise party when everything is toe up. You don't have to wait to get to the other side of the Red Sea before you have a praise party. Because you are now operating in what's done. Okay. Understand this. God says it's done already for you. So operate. Give me what I want. So that I could bring it forward quicker. How many of you waiting on a miracle? When you wait on a miracle and start believing God for it, you'll never talk about the mess because you believe God to already it And when you see it fixed, you begin to praise God. Huh? That's why. That, that's right. You begin to praise. Somebody going into surgery, they said, "Pastor, pray for me." I said, "I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna believe for you, and I'm gonna praise for you because I'm not gonna talk to God about anything without putting a praise on it." Because without putting a praise on it, that, don't, that means you don't believe that you're going to get what is already done for you. See, I believe that God has already worked it all out for the good of those that love him. And if you loved him, I already know good is coming to you, no matter how bad it looks. So I can praise God when you give me bad news, because I know good, bad news will work out for good news for those that love the Lord. Go ahead and shout, say, I believe it. So God says, I got to build your faith. And so one way he'll do it is he'll allow trouble to get to you. The second way, he said, faith, uh, Romans 10 and 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the man said, I have faith. I just need to hear word coming from word. Jesus said, whoa, I've never seen faith like this before. In other words, uh, I'm going to get to the church house because the Bible in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God. But every time the word gets read, the word goes forth and performs what it was sent to do. good. so then when you start to believe that when you put the word of God on it, that it would heal what it's supposed to heal. See, see, understand he is Jehovah Rapha, the healer. And see, he don't change for nobody. See, and we understand what the word says. The word says, by his stripes, we were healed. He took thirty-nine stripes on his back so that we could proclaim healing. When he heard the word come from Jesus' mouth, because he had already believed it, the Bible says that same hour. Yeah. He was healed. Now get this. It wasn't so much that he was healed physically, but he was also healed in his mind. He was no longer tormented by bad thoughts. And see, I want to focus right there. Because your thought process has been limiting your faith to move into action. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Jesus is the hope of glory dwelling in you. If you hope him to be in it, he becomes in it. And whatever Jesus gets in, it becomes all right. But we put our mouths in it and our thoughts in it. Therefore, we become tormented and we we release torment into the atmosphere. Arguing with one another over simple stuff. Talking about what each other do wrong. Oh, giving authority to the wrong God. its Called torment. He says, when we join our faith together. That's why he says this. When you come into agreement. or two or more. Great faith. You got great faith. I got great faith. I believe God for everything. You believe God for everything? huh? He's going to do everything in your life to work out for your good, no matter how bad it looks. Do you believe that? That's the faith that you got. I have that same faith. I believe. And we join our faith together. We got great faith and great faith, which equal a greater faith. Now we could do greater things because we got our faith together and we could ask God anything, and because we came into great faith together, he says he will do it according to his will. His will is to heal. Is there two or more of you that believes God for his healing power to be released in not only in our physical body, but we can be cleansed today? I want all the people who want healing today uh, to give up and give God a hand of praise so that you can have. Everything that God said that you have already in you, release it into the atmosphere. Your faith in God moves God into the now. You can't figure it out. Stop depending on doctors to figure it out. Jesus will figure it out. He says, believe me, my faith will go and it will bring the right doctor to you. If I'm going to use a doctor, he's on the way. If I'm just going to heal it, just be still and let me be who I am. But God says, you understand this. And believe it. And watch him perform it. Erase doubt. Stop talking about problems. Stop holding grudges. How do you do it, pastor? Ask God for help. Is it an easy process? No. Because you've been practicing, figuring it out for too long. So it's going to be a process. God's working out stuff out of you. But what he wants out of you right now is your faith. Can you believe God? For every situation in your life. Right now. Go ahead and shout it's all good. It's all good. No. Shout again it's all good. It's all good. Hallelujah. If you love God. Shout it's all good. It's all good. Now whatever area. Whatever area. You have been struggling with. Whether it's in your mind or in your body. You need to allow God to have his way. By you releasing your faith. I believe I believe you God. I know you're all powerful. You could do anything at any given time. And I'm going to stay right here and believe you're going to do it. Do what? Have your way with me. Let your will be done. But I believe you're a healer. Heal my crazy thoughts. Yes. Because of God. Listen. If you give him your mind. That's access to your body. He's dwelling in there. Let him heal everything. Amen. Release your faith. And let God. Release his healing. Jesus is the balm in Gilead Hallelujah. he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquity the chastisement is upon him and by his stripes I am healed go ahead and say it I am healed go ahead and say it I am healed Heal. Yeah. Now tell them, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This word is spoken over your house. Now connect your faith to it. You said you had great faith connected it to it. Anything out of order in your house will become in order. Because of the authority of Jesus not your mind but your faith no more trying to figure it out we're going to let release Jesus on everything Jesus we know you're the answer I've been telling you what to do and how to do it but now I'm just going to believe just going to stay right here and believe you I'm not going to talk about what's wrong because that I, I know now I've been allowing things to be in my life. I'ma talk about you. And when some say, when some say, be bold enough. When some say something that don't line up with the word of God, you ought to just start shouting Jesus. Huh? You're never gonna mount to this. Jesus! <laughs> Oh, that'll never happen. Jesus! (laughs) I'm telling you that just the name. When you release that faith into the atmosphere, the same one that brought you bad news will walk away with good news. And they'll walk away and say, oh, well, I went and I tried to talk to so-and-so. They wouldn't even listen to me. All they was talking about was Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Now you didn't turn them into a preacher. That's how the word spreads.